Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? So anyway, I We're guess... classic car club. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how we start. We got Matt Farah from The Smoking Tire. What up? And uh, we're at the Manhattan Car Club, right? The Manhattan Classic Car Club. Yeah. Classic Car Club. Yeah, no, I, I'm in town for like... Yo, what's happening? Thank you. We're not... Don't worry, we're not recording or anything. How's that for a podcast noise, though? There you go. <laughs> What else you got in your notes there? I got good stuff. If you the twenty million dollar Bugatti I see you got there from the Geneva Motor Show. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me about the twenty million dollar Bugatti. That's so, the most expensive car in the world right now, right? Right. So the problem is there's too many Oops. fucking rich people, right? God, what is that? Sandwich. Carl brought a sandwich that weighs a kilogram. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kilo. It's, it's a, a brick. It's a, kilo. It's a brick. <laughs> It's you would definitely like, get stopped at the airport. This is what we call an icy brick. <laughs> Where I come from. Wait, I would have fed my, my whole family back dude, in the day, the look, seven, uh, eight, nine kids. layer of meat here. There's, there's mortadella, there's salami, two kinds of salami, right? Capicola. Capicola. Bruschettini. It's fire. Extremely fire. So fire. Can I punch it? <laughs> what are you saying? We gotta stop giving Opie beer. I think it's <laughs> yeah. not going well. He's like, thing. what about the red lights? <laughs> The red no, tell me about the $20 million Bugatti. So there's a lot of rich people, on, guys, right? Pick, pick and and, and car, you know, at, the, at the very upper end of car collecting culture, yeah. you know, is this whole keep up with the Joneses, who can do the craziest thing, you know. Back in the day, like, like 50 years ago, no, uh, 80 to 100 years ago, if you bought a Rolls-Royce, right, it isn't like today where you would buy a Rolls-Royce and a complete car would show up. You buy a Rolls-Royce and Can I stop you for yeah. another fun fact? Yeah. You know that 65% of all Rolls-Royces ever produced are still on the road? That's not surprising at all. I think the percentage is actually even higher for uh, Porsche. Depends what article. I saw 75% Subaru's and I also saw 65%. Subaru is the highest percentage of cars on the road. Yeah. So. Uh, but they also have a short, a relatively short uh, lifespan compared to Rolls Royce. Like oh, Rolls Royce, oh, Rolls Royce has been building cars since 1905. Oh, Subaru, yeah, Subaru wasn't that. around until you know what I mean. Well, well that's what so makes that. Later. That's what makes that stat so impressive that yeah. they've been building since 1905. One article said 75 percent of all Rolls Royces are still on the road. The other yeah. said 65. It's not surprising. Rolls, I mean, a Rolls Royce is is it is an item that is kept. It's not an item that's disposed of typically. You know, it always has some kind of collector value. Right. But the, the point is, back in the day, if you bought a Rolls-Royce, you didn't buy a complete car. You would buy an engine and a chassis from Rolls-Royce, and then you would send it to what they called a coach builder to, to make a body on it, you know, by hand, right? Now they don't really do that so much anymore, except at the very, very, very high end, you, as a billionaire, can go to Ferrari or Bugatti or Rolls Royce's like special operations division and for a shitload of money, I mean really a shitload of money, we're talking five to 20 is the numbers that, that, that get thrown around for this kind of stuff. You can have your own coach built, so a rebodied, you know, custom one of one car. Wow. So you can do it. Eric Clapton is known for, has done it three or four times with Ferrari. He has very, weird taste and he has these ferraris rebodied in, in interesting ways um and it's sort of you know it's a thing that they do so the bugatti is underneath the quote normal you know two and a half million dollars sharon that you buy as a as a whole car but then you know some crazy dude and I, i'm not sure who the guy is went to bugatti and said how much to make me a one of one you know lunatic weird thing and $20 million. So here's the dumb question. You, it's you ugly, I, though. It, also, it's ugly. The problem is, usually these custom jobs don't turn out good. Right. 80% of these end up, you look at them and you go, nope. And you just, and you, no. So why would they pay $20 million for it? It doesn't matter if it's ugly or pretty, just as long as you're the only guy who's So got let me it. ask you the dumb question. Do you actually drive that if you own something like that? There's two types of owners. And I don't know about the guy who buys it. There's about the guy who bought this one. One type A would turn that into his daily driver. You know, type B would stick it in his hundred car collection and probably never, never even turn it on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, people have so much money now. I mean, if you if you're at that level, the average Bugatti owner. So Bugatti, 
they sell what is pretty much the most expensive production car, the normal Bugatti two and a half million. The average Bugatti owner has 42 cars. Wow. That's crazy. That's average. Right. <laughs> and there's, so, <laughs> there's only like a thousand of those. Speaking, so a thousand so, people that now, have 40 or more. Now, speaking of car collections, uh, I was listening to the Smoking Tire, Matt uh, Farrar's uh, podcast, and uh, you were talking about for $2 million, you could get an instant car collection. I oh, found that yeah. fascinating, too. So I, I don't... I don't so I don't have a follow-up to so that. So literally, you you give this company $2 million, and they show up with a no, truck so and just Carl dump knows a whole these bunch people. of... It's EAG. Okay. EAG is a company called Enthusiast Auto Group. They're in Ohio, I think. And they are known for BMWs. They get uh, used BMWs, cl- uh, cl- what they call the M cars, the high-performance BMWs. They find the best examples, they restore them, and they sell them for all the money. Everyone complains that they're so expensive, they're the most expensive, blah, 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 but they, they, they move these things. Other people quietly show up and go, yeah, 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 I'll take that, I'll take that. And so... Because they, they, they do a good job. Yeah, I mean, if you want an E39 M5, right? An E39 M5 in average, which at this point is a 15-year-old car. If you want one in an average used car condition, you're talking 25 to 30 grand. Mm. These guys will take one and the whole deal go through it and hand you what is fundamentally a perfect version of it and it's 150 grand. Wow. So they put together a collection of I think it was 12 or 13 significant M cars including an M1, including a E30 M3 Evo, including the rarest of the rare and I think they wanted how much was it though? Do you remember? I think it was one you said on your podcast it was it two? 2 million. They wanted 2 million and they would just show up at your house with a transporter and dump them all at your how great is that? <laughs> My friend has three uh, Evo M3s. They're Evo very two. underwhelming, and they're worth oh a lot of money. How fucking boring. I thought I was driving yeah. my own Scirocco. The what problem with special BMWs is special BMWs don't really drive any different from the regular no. BMWs, <laughs> and they cost a lot more money. Okay, even though I'm not a big car person, and I can't see a fucking thing that's going on, I'm intrigued. Matt, let's dive in a little deeper. Carl, bring us up to speed. going to get a little loud real quick because I'm going to take you into the garage where they're like working on the classic car club cars and stuff. So up there, that that's the BMW M5. That's Alex Roy's car, the Cannonball. So you see the antennas on it? No, we don't. Uh, it's got a 60-gallon fuel cell in it and it has like night vision and like all these screens and just, just craziness. And then in here you've got the Lancia Delta Integrale, which is great. Old Caddy, uh, Caddy, Jesus, Lincoln Continental Convertible, excuse me. Agulia. Alpha, that's an Alpha GT, uh, GTV, uh, Ford Focus RS. There's a great VW uh, Synchro uh, Vanagon in the back. And then, uh, come back here. Let's go in the back. Going in the back. Porsche 912 idling here. Hey, Matt, you think they'll uh, give me an oil change while I'm here? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much going on back here. Classic Datsun Z, classic uh, Corvette, like 68. BMW 235 race car. That Vanagon is real cool. That I like that. That's a Vanagon Synchro, the four-wheel drive off-road version of uh, that with some camper stuff on it. Pretty rad. That's awesome yeah, looking. I, we had a Volkswagen bus growing up. Oh, actually, I the feel old, like you know the old what, school Carl? Volkswagen I think, bus. I think Obi should have a Synchro. Yeah. A Volkswagen, a four-wheel drive Volkswagen Synchro like this, it, about forty grand. It brings back memories. It's kind of looks like the Volkswagen bus. Well, I mean, this is. Yeah. This is the '80s yeah. version of it. Yeah. yeah. But mine, uh, growing up, we took the seats out so we could fit more kids in. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> this thing would be great if we just didn't have chairs. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's logic. She's like, if we take the seats out, we can get more kids in this thing. Watch your head. All right. Um. This is awesome, man. Is there anything you want to know about these cars you're looking at? Do you care about that sort of thing or not really? Uh, I mean, for the audience, just dumb it down a little bit. Mm, Better dumb it down a lot. I mean, all right. Like, here's what I've really... The the overarching theme of what I've pretty much learned driving cars the last 10 years is like the last three or four years, cars are so extraordinarily powerful and fast and crazy that... And I'm not trying to insult people, but like most people, and I include myself, 
don't have the skills to drive them at the, you know, a very fast car 10 years ago was like 400 horsepower. Very fast car now is a thousand. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the, the slowest Mustang, for instance, that you can buy right now makes more power than almost the fastest Mustang you could buy 10 years ago. It makes more power than the second fastest Mustang you could buy 10 years ago. So it's just like the, it's been an exponential increase in, in power. And so something like this McLaren, it's just extraordinary how fast it can go. And, you know, I, I, I recommend racing school. <laughs> I recommend a lot of training before getting into something like that. A lot of these cars are really undrivable without the electronic aids. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, if you get into that McLaren and you turn off the traction control, you got a handful on, you know, your they're crazy. really a handful. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Ba- they're basically built to deal with the technology. Yeah, because, right? like, the, it's... A pretty decent driver could get in one and really feel like a hero with the systems working. And then you go, it's like people who are crazy and go on medications and then they go, I feel better. I don't need the medications anymore. It's, and, then, and, they, and they go do some really wild stuff. Like the right. same thing with the car. You go, these systems, uh, I don't need them. Oh, wow. We just listened to, that's like a, a Porsche 964, an air-cooled uh, Porsche like race car just started up in the background. Lovely. Ooh, it's got a 3.4 liter. Careful! (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) That's the same guy you threw a keys to. (laughs) You shouldn't have gotten taken a V. (laughs) Stay weird, my friend. Stay weird. Let me ask you, I'm a car guy, and I don't get to talk to you. Carl has great taste in cars. He really does know his cars, actually. He knows a lot about cars. So, what, what year Formula One car is equivalent to the fastest road car right now. Oh, shit. You have to go pretty far back, actually. Okay. Formula One cars. If you're talking about top speed. No, I'm just talking overall lap performance. Time, lap time. Yeah. I can, I'd have to look that up, but I would say it wouldn't be unreasonable to literally go back to probably the late 60s or early 70s to, to, have, to, to, to have a road car that's as fast as... As those. So, like, like for instance, the, let's go. Uh, it's not Formula One, but I'll I'll try to make a good comparison. Like the Nurburgring, right? right? The Nurburgring is a big racetrack in Germany. It's pretty much the biggest, scariest, gnarliest racetrack that ever existed. It's right. thirteen miles a lap. Like for instance, like Daytona is like two. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I think Daytona is more than two. Someone's gonna get very mad at that. I think it might be three and change. Not but on this still, podcast. Like, still, what a, I hope he sucks. I hate so, you. In like 1980, <laughs> right? I guess. I think in like 1983, maybe early right. 80s, there was a guy, a driver named Rosemeyer, who went in a Porsche 956 in like six minutes 30 seconds around the Nurburgring, which was like the most extraordinary thing. A car, a road car, just broke seven minutes last year. Wow. Like, so 30 years later, a road car just broke See? the seven-minute mark, which is like 30 seconds behind where the race wow. car record and the point, and, the, and my point to this is, even if you're not into cars, even if you don't care about it, you haven't lived until you go to an F1 race. Oh, because yeah. Because when you see it in real life, when you see the, the Gs these cars pull, mm-hmm. it's... it's when I was in Monaco, I was able to see an F1 race yeah. once in my Short life. Short enough, isn't kid. it? And it, it was when that Ferrari and the sparks coming off of this yeah. car. And the way it would turn out of this little tunnel. It was like a, a street. The tunnel in Monaco is... is I, 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 Can I interrupt for yeah. a second? What just left? Uh, that was a BMW Z4, uh, like a track-prepped BMW yeah. Z4. All right, continue. Sorry. Monaco, the Fairmont Hotel. Right. Is above the tunnel. Well, the my tunnel friend was the chef the at the yeah. Fairmont Hotel. There you go. And that's how I got to see the race. So I got a discounted room at the Fairmont during Monaco, which me normally ocean-facing rooms are more expensive, and the inside-facing rooms are cheaper. Except during Formula One, it's flipped because the track's on the other side. Right. So I got a beach-facing room as the cheaper option. Except the entrance to the Fairmont is on the second floor, and my room was down one on the first floor, which meant. The floor of my hotel room was the ceiling of the tunnel. Wow. So I would party until 5 fucking a.m. because it's Monaco. Yeah. We get just shit house at the club and, 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 and 
fucking Dan Bilzerians down there with like a dozen hoes, DiCaprio's there, oh, yeah. with him and just 16 bitches. And we'd just be shit house at 5 a.m. I'd fucking crash on my hotel room. 701. <laughs> through the fucking floor of my just hotel room. these things flying. 7 a.m. Practice. <laughs> wow. The, the screech of an F1 car is like nothing. Driving under your bed. <laughs> but it just, and I, I can't stress enough, though. To see these these teams, these people are like the NASA of fucking yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these mechanics. When you when you go down a level in Formula One, and forget about the driver, the engineers, and all those people, these guys are legends. So there's there's about twenty races a year in the Formula One calendar. The average team spends about three hundred million dollars to do those twenty races. Wow. Jesus, <laughs> it's crazy, Opie. It's crazy. That's amazing. It makes NASCAR look like a like the Minnesota fucking right. fried Twinkie. NASCAR just got fuel injection. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR got fuel injection like two years ago. <laughs> they have that was a big deal. Four speed gearboxes. Yeah. NASCARs are shit piles. But the drivers are incredible. Yeah. The drivers are doing something that does not translate to television. You get in yeah. a NASCAR, you would be scared for your life. I mean, they're driving literally. They're driving. Well, the the NASCARs are so interesting when you learn about the side arrow, like how move how air moves around the side of the car. NASCARs are not symmetrical. They're really they're designed to go around these ovals. So like the right wheelbase is longer than the left. Like the cars yeah. are literally like built on a curve. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. So when they get when they're going 200 miles an hour and they're like four inches apart. The, the air pressures between the two cars become really wild and crazy and interesting. That's insane. Yeah, and when you listen to like NASCAR drivers yeah. talk about how they deal with these like side pressures, you go, these cars are shit boxes. These drivers are extraordinary. Oh, yeah. And, um, and they got to depend on the other drivers, obviously. Totally. I mean, yeah. you have to, nobody wants to crash. No, uh, <laughs> four inches off another yeah. guy. You're like, yeah, you know, yeah. I just got to depend that this yeah. guy is not stupid right now. Yeah. Well, in Monaco, way, that four inches is two inches, and instead of car to car, it's car to wall. Wow. You know. By the way, the so. Daytona track is two and a half miles. Oh, did you look? Yeah, because I know people are going to be like freaking okay. out about that cool. shit. Cool. So. I, was, I was close. You were close, yeah. so. Um, I got a question about electric cars. Uh-huh. So back in like the late 1800s, mm-hmm. the first electric car, I think, started Baker. 1832. It was yeah. a Baker. Baker. 1832, yeah. and then it, it became a thing in the late 1800s, right. around 1870, yeah. right? My question is this. Now that with Tesla and all that, electric cars are on the horizon finally. Right. We're, we're, we're living in it now, but right. maybe it's going to take off. Why did it go away? And okay. why did we decide <clears throat> to go with uh, so gas-powered? One is... It's always been about a couple of things. Battery capacity and, and the time it takes to charge those but batteries. But it seems like there were a lot of people using electric cars in the late 1800s, right? For a while. Well, I don't know the percentages, but at the time when there weren't a lot of gas stations, right. it might have been easier to generate electricity at home than to get gas. Right. And also people didn't drive as far. You know, you know, you didn't drive 100 miles in the 1800s. You drove four miles. I guess my question is, though. Like, the first woman to drive, like, 40 miles in, like, 1920, like, made the front page of the news. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it really did. So, like, so, so it's always That's been, so sad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's all but, about battery capacity and then recharging time. But here's, yeah. my, here's my real question. So, we were at the crossroads. Yeah. We could have continued with the electric, electric technology. Right. Or go gas. Right. Do you know back why? Back in the day? Yeah, back in the day. Do you know why we said, fuck this technology, we got to go gas? It was just, at the time, it was simpler. They could make more fuel. They could make it available all over the place. The petroleum producers had a lot invested in it. Like, for instance, like Los Angeles, right? Los Angeles had an electric streetcar system in the early 20th century. The, the city owned it. It was run. There's still tracks around, right? Literally, it was bought the, the city sold its own public transportation system to Firestone and General Motors, who bought it and completely dismantled it and switched it with buses on Firestone tires. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it, and, it, and by the way, it fucked L.A. <laughs> you know, for a hundred for years. For a hundred years, yeah. it fucked L.A. So, so, like, in the first half of the 20th century, we were just, no one cared about the environment no one cared about any lasting effects of or negative effects of petroleum and so it was just like let's get this dyno juice and pump it into these cars and it just seemed easy 
Right. You know, so no one cared about emit. Electric cars are only coming back because tailpipe emissions are something that people now give a shit about. I I was trying to tell my wife. I used to drive down. Sorry, Carl. I used to drive down the LIA as a kid when I first started driving. The amount of shit coming out of cars. People, yeah, the, people forget now. Oh yeah. People the smog, forget. Yeah. And you know, people there don't be, know. Like people who drive just a fog over the highways. And people think smog doesn't exist anymore, like by accident, right. not because of the very determined efforts of a lot of people. To clean it up. Yeah. Right. That was, right. that didn't happen by accident. Right. Fucking millions of people made changes to their lives for that to happen. Let me ask you a question. I just have a question before you that get back to That meat is facts. incredible. How good is that? These oh are great God. facts. They are. Yeah. Thank you. But I have a question. Why doesn't anyone talk about... Uh, I get the electric car craze, and that's great. Yeah. Right? But why doesn't anyone talk about the craziness that it takes to make these fucking batteries and how fucking yeah. toxic they yeah, are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's batteries so- are a toxic fucking... Uh, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, I think... And it takes a lot of coal to make a battery. It takes, And it takes a lot of coal to charge one, too. Yeah. Um, it, the problem with electric cars is, ultimately, you still have to burn something to make that of electricity. Course, right. And also, people we, like ignoring that. And right. we don't really, really know what the long-term environmental effects are of making and then disposing of a battery. We don't really know. No. So, if you, if you really, <laughs> a Tesla allows you to virtue signal in luxury. You used to have to buy a Prius and go, as Jay Leno likes to joke, look at this ugly egg I'm driving. For the environment. Right. Now you can drive a $140,000 luxury SUV that does 0 to 60 in 2 seconds and go, look at this thing I'm doing for the environment. Right. It's complete horseshit. If you really want to do something for the environment, really, buy a 10-year-old well-maintained Japanese car and keep it on the road for another 10 years. Right. Buy a car that's already here. Because, right. because the process of making a car creates way more emissions and waste than the process of driving a car. Like, there are certain electric and hybrid cars where powertrains or chassis or bodies have to be shipped across an ocean twice. (laughs) Shipping is completely unregulated. Shipping, aviation, commercial transport causes like 70% of our greenhouse gas emissions. And the problem is the government and other uh, lobbyists and whatever, it's in their interest to make people like you and I feel like we need to reduce our water, we need to reduce our emissions, we need to buy a new clean car. And the truth is there's for-profit companies that are heavily invested in polluting and then making us feel like we need to change our lifestyle wow. to fix the world. Let me, let me, uh, I got to jump on that point. So uh, your, your carbon foot, your mm-hmm. carbon footprint, right? So a lot of people like to eat organically yeah. or like to eat healthy and they ignore the fact that what it took to get those vegetables and yeah. fruits from other countries because we're not growing them here. Maybe, and yeah, what that do- knows about And that what shit. that does to, to the environment as well. No. Building cars is a dirty business. And so- how, many, how many cars a year? I don't know. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not the data guy. I, I'm sure there's a nerd somewhere in this it. building who knows that. Fucking shit. Talk. A lot. A right. lot. And I and I and I can 100 percent appreciate the feeling of buying a brand new car. There's a, as a consumer, there's confidence in that. I don't know what the last guy did with it or blah 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 blah. But if you really want to not, you know, I hate. I'm a liberal, so I hate using the term virtue signaling when you're doing a good thing. Right. But like. Buying a Tesla isn't fucking good for the environment. <laughs> you made them build you a car. Building a car was dirty. Like, buy a fucking car that's already here. You know what I mean? It's like adopting a kitten. That's, that's, or, and don't go to a, don't have a breeder breed you a dog. Get a dog that's already here. You're 100% here. right, and I'll go back to my point, because when people say, I'm going to eat healthy, they have no idea what it takes to get that shit to America, which is yeah. a whole nother Dude, a my whole daily driver is a 32-year-old 911. 32 fucking years old. But keeping that car running well, running efficiently, running cleanly, and keeping it on the road versus going out and buying, having Porsche build me a new one that, is much cleaner. The economy too, because you're getting it fixed. There's little mom and pop shops. They're about to up. start an E30 M3, which will probably sound lovely. Well, Should sound very good. S14 engine, a nice sounding engine. Oh, so it actually goes zero to sixty in under seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're nice. They're There's, nice. Yeah, stuff. fire it up. Go ahead. It's cool. No, please. Podcast noises. <laughs> fire up everything. Well, you got, I don't know, but you guys I, gonna fire up the GT40? I got this, guys. Can you not do that? We're trying to podcast. 
Okay, everyone. I gotta be honest. Don't this, even look at you. <laughs> I gotta be honest. This E30 sounds like shit. The six cylinder. Oh, that's Holy something's. Ouch. That's a belt. Something's fucking angry under there. It's um, not so good. Are you interested in this kind of stuff? In the, in the environmental implications? No, 100% okay. because it. Because the. Oh, hi. Hi. How are you? So, you guys want. Should we get another high life? Should we keep it going? Yeah. One more high life. One more high life. Get out of here. And then, we'll, and then we'll get out of here. Eric. Although I just got the side eye. I'm sorry. I'm just like. Okay. I didn't give you the She's, side eye. I'm going to be honest. I, 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 I could read people I'm in the restaurant business. She gives zero fucks about you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to laugh that hard about that. Relax. Her reaction agrees. <laughs> oh my god! You might as well Thank be you, not Sarah. here. <laughs> Take an acting you lesson. Quiet you oh no, you're well good. Be a ringing good. cell phone. This <laughs> isn't a legitimate enterprise. Oh, Don't worry. Okay, you and a ringing cell phone is the same thing to her. <laughs> acting class. Whose phone is this? I like. I um, love Classic Car Club. What a fucking awesome this place. place. This is. So cool. If For I lived in New York City, I would literally just. How throw much? A how much here. is it to member up here? It's not that much. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that it's Can less I get a than bar keeping membership? a car. Yes, you Can get you a house talk to them and get me a house yeah. membership? It costs less than keeping a decent car in New York City, for sure. By the way, there are more cars than people in the world. So That's not surprising. I own so six cars. <laughs> I, I want to talk about one thing yeah. that I haven't talked to Matt. And I'm going to use this podcast to talk personal stuff. Sounds good. What the fuck are you doing? you building a, a car garage? So the problem in L.A. is there's no... Uh, parking for people who like like I I feel guilty because I think about the that song Big Yellow Taxi Pave Paradise and put up a parking lot but I didn't pave paradise I paved an old shitty building okay. <laughs> and so no in LA where I live like Venice West Side there's just not anywhere to keep your stuff if you you could have a five million dollar townhouse and if you're lucky maybe you have a two car garage maybe probably not right. but maybe so after trying to find anywhere um, to park my own shit, I, I couldn't, and so I said, I I'm just going to build this thing. So I bought a piece of dirt, and I'm building a 150 car uh, storage facility. Oh my god, so that's I'm, brilliant! So I'm it's learning about right? I'm learning about construction. Right. We, pour we poured a um, thousand cubic yards of concrete. That's a which lot. Is 115 trucks. I could have saved you money. <laughs> Me and my brothers could have saved you. Oh my <laughs> god, he would have built a rock wall right around. <laughs> I'm going to call the Hughes brothers landscaping. The Farrell Hughes. <laughs> The Farrell Hughes Brothers Farrell. landscaping. You got any sand pits nearby? Wood, <laughs> wood stealing. Is Just get us a couple wheelbarrows. Barrows. Wheelbarrows. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not really here to plug it. It is what but it what is. But what a great business idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a really thank you. It's just a really nice parking garage, ultimately. Right. But it serves a need that the neighborhood has, and I have a waiting list of a hundred people already. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Some people you. want a lot of cars. One very famous chef has asked for a lot of spaces. Right. Good Carl. for you, Carl. Carl. Carl the chef. Carl, no, Carl knows who it is, though. I probably have you hung. You were uh, at his house where you taught where you met uh, Anthony Bourdain, and they wouldn't call him chef. There. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that guy. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Good guy, man. Have you hung with, big I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to do that. I didn't want to name okay. drop on your show. Have you hung with uh, Leno lately? Speaking uh, of dropping, I have. Names. I see Jay a lot. Jay is like now that he's not doing his like daily show, all he does is go to car shit. So I see Jay a lot. He's still doing his car show though, right? The car show, yeah. But I meant his uh, his the late oh, night yeah. show. He but the car show, him. he loves. That's like a it's like a hobby. He gets yeah. a, it's a great it's a great gig for him. I was so surprised. No, I get that. Because this Jay, is like, this isn't he's real. He's the sweetest guy in the world. But Leno Jay. figured out, like, I'm just going to go have fun. Yeah. And don't have to worry about the stress of yeah. doing it every but day. But he also, you know what, he's got a great, I mean, he tours uh, like a hundred nights oh, a no. year. And makes a shitload of money. Yeah, but he never, he won't sleep on the road. They send the jet. He always sleeps back at Burbank. That shit is boss as hell. Because he's a weirdo. No. That's, well, you are you know kidding what? me? You wouldn't PJ home after a gig a if that weirdo. was on the table? Him and his blue shirts. He's a little weird. You know how many blue shirts he's got? A hundred. A hundred and sixty-eight. Damn it. He, he, <laughs> I, 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 I knew him when he only had a hundred. You know, Leno, word, word on the street is, on my level, he's got a big hammer in the pants. <laughs> huh? You know what they say, Carl. Big chin, big hammer. Yeah, he's got a hammer. <laughs> Leno's a, Jay's, Jay's a really good dude. He's, he's, a, a, good dude. he's a good guy to know. I enjoy his show. World. I enjoy his show. Yeah. He's like a fan. He drives his shit. He works on his shit. He did what? his own McLaren F1 service. What does it cost to run a, a Jay Leno garage? Oh, my God. So I mean, I think, so his garage, I think, is 80,000 square feet. Jesus Christ. And I think he's got a full-time staff of four or five. Right. Yeah. 
and a, you know he's got a, a shop foreman and he has more tools in there than like most professional he has a water jet machine do you know what a water jet machine is explain no that okay, a water jet machine is a, a big table right with a a, a, a high-powered hose that that is on a thing that moves around and imagine a digital laser cutter, but instead of cutting with a laser, it cuts with water. And it can cut through metal. It's got water that's so high pressure, it can cut through steel. So he can cut his own steel parts right. in his... That's a Porsche Cayman GT4. That's a fast car. With terrible and timing. Not really. You like it? Not fast. Really not Fun, not that fast. That's why they're fucking tanking in values. Really? Yeah. I like Caymans, though. I they're fun. California was fun. Yeah, good balance, but they don't... They're, Porsche intentionally made that car less good than it should be. They made it the Because they didn't want to take away GT3 sales. So go back to the cutting thing with the water pressure. So he's got one of these tables that cuts metal. He's got, he's got, he can make parts. Like wow. most people could, with a garage, could like put on parts. Like he can make parts, which is really, really So crazy. he's just constantly working on cars that most likely he's not going to drive a lot. He, he drives them as much as you could drive a car well, when one, you own 90 other cars. I but mean, he's you know. one of those guys that actually gets him out on the Oh, road. dude, we see yeah. him driving around L.A. constantly in crazy shit. He drives <laughs> around L.A. in, like, he's got a Fiat from, like, 1916 that when you think of a Fiat, you think of a little tiny economy shitbox. In the 1916, that was not... The, imagine the Monopoly car, right? right? It looks like that, <laughs> but it has an airplane engine in it. Like a 20-liter, 500-horsepower World War One airplane engine in it that drives basically a bicycle chain to the back wheels, and the brakes are like a big wooden tiller. <laughs> wow. And he, steam car and I've seen him drive that shit around, like yeah. no problem. Yeah. And he drives steam cars a lot, too. Yeah, no, we've seen the pictures over the, the years. The steam cars are crazy because you actually, it's on fire. It's actually on the fire. The car's on fire. The car's on fire when you drive it. It's like you have to light a boiler. <laughs> Yeah, you're driving a fucking a fire. You're driving a fire around. Yeah. And that was before electric cars. They went steam first, It was right? like parallel. Like in the early 20th century, no one had any out. idea what right, was going right. on. There's they, no... there's no. They had to figure it all out, and then dude, eventually they went with Try cars. and drive anything. It does, pick a car, it doesn't matter. If it's from before, like, 1930, you will be... So, you'll have no idea what's going on. That's amazing. Try and drive a Model T. A Model T is one of the hardest things you could ever drive. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. I'm going to officially say that. No dumb questions, only dumb people. The, uh, <laughs> the new car smell, what is that made of? Typically, it's like glues and stuff that are evaporating kind of well, over Supposedly, time. it's very toxic yeah. and dangerous. Yeah. If you, if you uh, breathe in too much of that. I mean, how much is too much? Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I've never heard of anyone actually dying of that. <laughs> from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark safe I, I, from I, new car smell. I got sick from a car once. I was in Panama, the country, right. and I rented a Ford Ranger that was 100% flood salvaged. Uh, there was black mold in the HVAC oh, system, fine. and I got a black mold upper respiratory really? infection wow. from it. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I got it from Hertz, too. I didn't even get it from, like, some shady. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and Panama it's in, sucks to have those bot flies, bro. Yeah, so Panama bad. City, though, is pretty fun. Yeah. It's a pretty... Those flies, though? <laughs> What's up with the flies? Well, they have a bot fly. So bot flies, are, they're, they're indigenous to Central America. And what it does is it lands on you. And, and instead, of biting in, right? you, instead of biting you, it puts its larva oh, inside right. your skin. And it all hatches and inside then the, you. And then the flies hatch. Right. And they fly out of your fucking body. Yeah, it's extremely gross. It's really gross. Yeah. But that, that could put a damper on a day. We have really good coffee and the strip clubs are crazy. The strip clubs are seriously... I think... I was like, this girl's like, do you want to hit me for $50? Yeah. I'm like, make it 60 99% of the women I saw in Panama were prostitutes. Like, I, yeah, I, really. like I'm sure there are normal women in, in Panama City, but it was extraordinary. The, yeah. the, I've never seen so many hookers in my life. Wow. Yeah. It's literally a town full of prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. which, which, the coffee was great, be, though. I like the, the coffee. coffee. The coffee is spectacular. The yeah, the Bajareque, the, the geisha, the Esmeralda geisha is like the most expensive coffee in the world. Paddle I'm City. going this year. I'm not supposed to really talk about it, but I talk about everything because I'm an alcoholic. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to Nicaragua to make my own cigar. Really? This, yeah. Yo, when, are the, when is the 2.0 knife coming out? The second knife. So listen. I want because I want the second knife. You get the second knife. You yeah. can have the first knife if you want. The first when you told me about the second knife and you were like, and this part's for opening boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you guys explain? Sorry. 
Carl's working I, with I fetter knives to make a Ruiz. Oh, the actual knife. Yeah, making no, another knife. No, when you said knife, I thought you were still talking about cigars. I oh, no, sorry, sorry. So no, I'm working on that with Federer and, and uh, doing another sunk works with him. His his uh, knives are unbelievable. Oh, they're did you unbelievable. see the first knife? Was of course I did, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, the, and the, the second knife that I'm doing, it's a tactical chef knife. So it's five inches, so you can carry it. Um, it has a lot of little features in it that maybe if you get into a fight when you're at a barbecue, it can help you out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cut you up Where like a little... once was a black eye is now a prison sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut you like a little baby pig. Okay, but, then. <laughs> but uh, I'm also working on, on a uh, tactical uh, spork. <laughs> so it's a spork that you can use a spoon, but then you open the handle and it's a knife. I, I saw that at... To cut the meat. <laughs> I, saw that at the, I saw that at the whistle stop. Yeah, you saw the tactical sport. Yeah, so I did. Awesome. That thing tactical. Well, you see, he saw he saw the the mock up of the tactical. It was pretty sport. cool, to it's be honest with you. Ruizing, you know, you need yeah, all yeah. these. You need so equipment. I and like that, the expo, ex, expansion of the Ruizing enterprise. It's doing it's well. Very good. It's yeah, taking it's good. off. It's really good. We might have to rename this podcast Ruizing. You know what's funny? Somebody somebody sent me like, I was waiting for it. I was literally waiting for it. So Opie puts on his site the Ruizing hats, and they're like new era. They're normal. Someone sent me a DM. I don't know how we became, he became available to give me a DM, but he didn't give me a DM. But I was waiting for this one forever. So he sends me a DM. Just got the hat, big fan, a little bit flimsy. Just want to let you know, just in case, maybe you're getting screwed from your purveyor or something. I'm like, fuck you, Mary. I was like, and I just fucking threw the iPad down. I'm out of here. <laughs> Everyone else loves that. Well, you know, there's, there's, always, there's always one. Nah. I mean, Matt, Get your wheezing I mean, hats and uh, and shirts at opiradio.com. You want to come join? We're recording. Yeah, who yeah, are you, bro? This is, this is Mike. Sorry, how are you? Hey, Mike, Mike Fritchinello, Classic Car Club. This is Opie, Carl. Oh, Carl. How, how are you? Good to have you guys. He, uh, he is one of the partners here. Oh, nice. nice. One of his joints. No, you want to try nice. these meats? Dude, the meats are lights out. Where are they from? We, uh, we've been uh, plugging so Classic this Car is, Club uh, a lot. Salud Maria Belize. It's the only place in New York that's allowed to make their own meats. Oh, shit. They so they've been making pure them fucking meats in the basement. It's just, um, full disclosure, I don't even eat meat. Oh, but today he puts it in his mouth. Like <laughs> They've been making meat since. Put it in your mouth like a beat. <laughs> when people um, get into the artistry of it, you know, you gotta. Yo, what are what are memberships going for at Classic Car Club right now? I couldn't answer that question earlier. So, members pay one hundred and eighty dollars a month to be a member for a house membership. Well, for any membership, mm-hmm. so you get your membership card in your pocket, you go on the insurance policy and all that, and then um, driving memberships you pay. Um, you pay for a point, so it's kind of whatever you want it to what, be. But on, yeah, av- like, on average, what, what does an average member pay a like year? Like about $12,000 a year. You're getting so about 45 days worth of driving or 40 days worth of driving. If you live in New York City, that's like pretty good value, actually, because you're driving like sweet cars, not like whatever you're keeping right, whatever in a you garage. Are. Yeah. You know, when people always think of a business like this, they always think, it's oh, $50,000 a person. Like, we, we're not trying to be some luxury club and brand i think it's a luxury brand just because of the way you're treated when you're here and the experiences you get but it's awesome here. yeah you know driving expensive cars doesn't have to be expensive for the sake of it right so like i we, we really think of ourselves as the democratization of awesome driving experiences <laughs> you know i don't want to make things more expensive i want to i want i want the world to know what it's like to drive a yeah. lamborghini huracan or you know a brand new hybrid acura and what is it like to drive really great performance electric cars right yeah it's about futuristic stuff I like it's cars. also nice to have a private bar to take somebody to yeah, yeah you know it's, <laughs> totally. it's pretty much totally but like you know it's, it's a cool it's i think membership life is really great so uh, if you were to take like six weeks of the classic car club so you could drive these cars we're going to be um, we're competing in Baja 1000. Oh, I yeah, have, they do racing and stuff no, too. If you're into we racing, we have a motorcycle race team. So I have, I have, we have ten members on our motorcycle race oh, team really? this Rats. year. Um, we we have a Spec Miata team. We're de- we're developing a Radical team as well. I saw the Radical. That um, was fun. You know, we're going to Goodwood. We're doing a trip to Portimao. Um, we're going to be driving there. Yeah, yeah, we're doing that. We're going to be back to Norbergring, trips through. You know, so it's all sorts of stuff. Right now, upstairs, our chef is setting up. We're doing a introduction class to teaching members all about the different varieties of oysters. Really? You're doing an oyster class upstairs? Yeah, and how to fillet both fish and Carl, you got to have Carl teach a class. I I, I opened opened, uh, 
one of the best oyster restaurants in Canada, Prince Edward Island in Malpac. Oh, wow. I opened so, it with John Bill, who was the oyster shucking champion of Canada. So <laughs> Chef Jesse There's, Ford, our chef, he worked at uh, the Oyster Bar in Grand Central for four years. So, oh, like, I went through, I, I didn't even know this about him, but like... He, Do you know he, the Oyster Bar in Grand Central yeah. has the single best sandwich in America? What is it? And it's a sandwich, that they, they started making the sandwich in 19... 32 or 31. It's an old fucking and sandwich. It's, it's the same one out. still. It's, it's, it's still it's, putting it together. It's toasted white bread from a Pullman loaf. Right, okay. And, Good start. Right? Egg salad and caviar closed. Egg salad and caviar. Egg salad and caviar sandwich. And I go there quietly and I sit at the bar. And it's a transcend. It's the best sandwich in the world. I gotta try it because that saltiness yeah. with an egg salad. Like that's that. gotta be great. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable. Dean Martin's favorite sandwich. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right. By the way, I gotta apologize. I was trying to throw a key over your McLaren. <laughs> it's not his car. McLaren, actually. It's just a car. <laughs> see, yeah, I like that. Yeah. As, he, as he security comes and pulls you out of here. To one of your guys right Did you see that? I'm like, stop! like jumped on so, him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was a. I've been doing. I've, I've been. I've been walking in close proximity to these things for 15 years, right? right? And so, like, I I do that stuff all the time. Like, uh, oh, hey, Nick, here's the keys, yeah. and and everybody around me is like, no. Like, the, meanwhile, I'll carry like two different ladders over my head <laughs> between these things. You know, it's you can do it. How they Just, stop being precious after a while. You know, I never ever looked at them as precious. They to me, like even even these cars to, to us to the car club. Yes, it's great. These are these are beautiful cars and. But I never say like, oh, be careful around that car because someone in Italy made it by that car. It's not about the car. It's, it's, it's to get from, from, from the car club perspective, to get into it. What are you going to do with it? Like for me, that is just the opening door of an adventure for the weekend. So like, yes, of course, love the car for what it is. But it, I'm less concerned with what you think of the car. I'm more concerned with what are you going to do because you have access to it right now. Yeah, and right. what are you going to do once Opie fucking dents the hood of the McLaren with a key fob he's thrown over it? I just want to throw McDonald's wrappers in the passenger seat. <laughs> that would make my year. <laughs> That's how they come back all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do they really? Do they really? No, members are great with them. But, I, but they're used. What's the craziest thing you ever found in a car after they, they brought it back? Oh. Craziest. Here it's like a or like, oh, it can't be that crazy. At, at my old job, at the actual like straight up rental company, right. yeah. when people treated the cars like rental cars, not like their friends were gonna go yeah. drive them. Yeah. We found blunts, we found condoms, we found coke, we found knives, we found, I found you all kind of stuff. Or yeah. <laughs> no, we smoked <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. A dead hooker in the trunk. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. Under> <laughs> we found underwear. I mean, it was. Really I find like... a lot of six hundred dollar pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Let's you go to your lost and found you before we leave. You must have the best Tom Ford sunglass collection. <laughs> yeah. loafers. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, another alligator wallet. Jesus yeah. Christ, how many yeah. this week? Yeah. What well, a great thanks, place. Thanks so for letting us record. We yeah, had a great time here. I got to tell you, honestly, it's the first time being here. Have you guys used the simulator room yet? No, I haven't. Oh, oh man. So we, 100 feet from you is the most sophisticated simulator room in the country. It'll blow your mind. No, we should go check it out. We, we should go, go check it out. It out. I'll race open. Well, actually, even better. So, um, I, it's made by a company called Motion Simulation. So, mm -hmm. these individual pods. It's they look like crash helmets. That's not intended, but that's sort of what I think of when I go there. And you go into this immersive experience. I believe there's 13 of them in the world. We have the only three in the country. Um, and the designer of them, the guy, the very, very smart intellectual cat. He's here. Cat. He's one of the here. guys is here, right? I he's saw a tall guy. British tall guy. British guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his name's Jonathan. So yeah, he designed them all. So and it's so cool. Like that, go, ha go, go in there yeah. and race them. They are fucking incredible. I want to check that out. What game are they running? Assetto or iRacing? They can run anything, but they also run their own software, which oh, really? I think is way more advanced than anything. Oh else. really? So oh, cool. I have like. Uh, you know, tracks I've been on um, and cars I've driven. Yeah. I am like, I, I make all the same mistakes. I, I've never <laughs> been in a simulator that that felt like a simulation. Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. felt like a level of gaming to me. These have no game to them at all. In, they are in exactly California, there's a place called CXC that does the full motion similar sims. kind of thing. Yeah, they're like sixty grand. Like they yeah. cost as much as a Boxster. Yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah, and they're you know when I am gonna go race at a new track, yep. I go do an hour, and then when I get to the track, it's exactly like it was in the sim. Pretty so much, last know. year, Porsche I, has one right for the nine nineteen or whatever. They have like a, oh Porsche, you know, they manufacturers. Have own, like, it's like a, yeah. a room just for yeah, that yeah. car. That's that's essentially what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So like I um, last year I did a uh, 
a, a full motorcycle race. I did 18 races last year, and I wound up on tracks I'd never been on before. So it's not a motorcycle simulator, but the but it's but the you, same track. You know where the track is going. And I the track. <laughs> weird statistic is my best performances were at tracks I had never been to. But because, because I, because I, yeah, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't trading in the mistakes at other, tra- like New Jersey Motorsports Park. I know really well, and I, you know, I have a certain places where I make the same mistakes. Or yeah. Whatever, but I went to, I never ran Patriot configuration at VIR. A, a tight little, track. very technical little track. thing. Yeah. I got there, placed third, because I had figured out all the complexities of this weird little track for hours yeah. in between meetings. Went there. And it worked. Oh, it worked. Wow, that's yes. so cool. No, it works. Yeah. The professional drivers are on the Sims all the time, yes. and they have people that if if you have someone who's only played on one of those levels of Sims and never driven a race car, you could put them into a race car and they'll be competent in yeah. the first couple Quite laps. They will. Yeah, I mean, yeah in some cases they'll be that? amazing. Nissan, no. Nissan, Nissan, yeah, Nissan GT Academy. Yeah, Nissan actually picked with, gamers to yeah. to race. Real Nissan cars. had a competition where they had people play Gran Turismo. And they took the best people from Gran Turismo and put them in real cars and made a reality show out of it. Yeah. And the winner got a, a re- very real seat, paid drive on the, on Nissan's race team. It I think well. it's still there. It did well. Yeah, it's uh, still there. Doing well. Yeah. I, I think the thing about simulators is is you could take a Formula 1000 car or a Porsche GT3 or a spec Miata in our room. And you could go to a track like, um, you know, any track. You could go to Lime Rock. Yeah. Let's call it Lime Rock, right? Because it's that. local. Um, turn one, Big Ben, like that's a place you're gonna spin a car. <laughs> and so in real life, you're gonna go through there and you're gonna do it with trepidation and you're never gonna find the, you're never gonna find the, the limit there because who wants to pay $25,000 for the spec Miata you just crashed? Right. But in the simulator room, the, the physics, everything is the same and crashing a car doesn't cost anything. So you know what those, you know what those, uh, so you, you know where the thresholds are, you know where the envelope is, mm-hmm. and then you get into the real car, and you've already experienced what that envelope is, and you feel it. In the, I mean, our, those seats in the, I, I have no technological understanding of how the seats in our simulators generate two Gs. Yeah, they of make fourth. fake Gs. It's I, don't, I, don't, I don't know yeah. how they do it, but they do. Um, you know, ah, it's, I got it. We got it. That's awesome. That. Yeah. Let me ask you a loaded question uh, yeah. to wrap up the podcast. What's your favorite car? Uh, whichever one is closest to the door. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Like my actual favorite car is my pickup truck. Is it that C10 outside? You know, no, no. I have when, a, he, when he's exposed to all this stuff, I all love the that. Time, an, but I love that answer. Well, here's yeah. what, so I love. It's my favorite thing, um, and it also every time I get in it, I I feel a bit of remorse. So I drive uh, Chevy S uh, 1500 Silverado. Her name is Jenny. Um, I'm not a contractor. I'm a racer. So in the back of mine. I have these wheel chucks, you just, you could snap into motocross bikes, two road racing bikes, and then I have these two by sixes with front hubs so I could fit in, um, we, we also have a cycling team, I could fit seven carbon fiber bikes back there. Um, I'm restoring a 200 year old house, so I'm gonna go from the track, and then later I'm gonna go and I'm gonna remove 6,000 pounds of plaster and bring it to, so it allows me to do all the things that a yeah, rad weekend life is. It facilitates your other life that's not a car life. On the other hand of it, I get in every time, and I'm like, God, why, why can't this just be electric? I just want my pickup truck to be electric so badly. I think, let me, here, all right. Why, though, why? Two reasons. One, electric one. Electric cars are great. What, yeah, what, one is just the environmentalization of, of <laughs> I just made up, but, like, I would like I'll let to, it be. <laughs> I want to walk. You know, it's funny. That, let him that, listen back to the earlier conversation <laughs> yeah. later. That Lamborghini, that V10 Lamborghini there, I drive it on the highway. That's a McLaren 570 starting. Wow. So that Lamborghini, I can drive it, just normally drive it, not trying hard, and get 32 miles a gallon out of it. <laughs> it's how you drive and how much power you have. But the pickup truck, I wish it was electric because I could walk the earth with a little bit of a smaller footprint. But if anybody who is into cars and into driving and hasn't driven a performance-minded electric car, you have to. Because it is so much more dynamic than a combustion engine. You know, you have, if you think of what an engine is, it's, it's a huge paint mixer sitting on top of your front axle. And all of that is numbing the experience of the road between you and the car. And then you get into an electric car that doesn't have all these moving parts, doesn't vibrate, doesn't make all this noise. And your connectivity to the road is so much better. And also, like the way that I drive, I don't know about you, but I turn the regenerative braking all the Max. way up. And the sport. Oh, you have to. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. But then you're, but then you're, you're driving you're one foot. You're balancing you all yeah. the time, you know? Like you're balancing this yes. car and you're. Electric, no, look. Electric cars actually drive really cool. They're yeah. very 
they're very isolated and you actually are like a little calmer when you arrive because you haven't been subjected to the vibrations and harshness that you get from any gas-powered car. So like that's kind of what he's getting and at. And also I think. every bit of every bit of power that it has is on tap at any moment right, all the yeah. time. So you know, you just have to like let off the brake by or let off the throttle by 3 degrees. And then the weight goes forward, and you can really turn into a corner. They and are just open it up, and you yeah. put your foot down on the gas on the accelerator of an electric car. And I'm by, I'm by, I'm, I'm by no point a racer, but I'm a pretty fast driver. I mean, when people are chasing me, but mm. I think it's all like I love the imperfection of the gas experience, like myself. The yeah, like I start. Yeah. Like, remember, my first experience was a Briggs and Stratton mini bike. Right. And then a, a, a 50cc two-stroke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I remember when I first got onto a 125 dirt bike. So you've done the you've done the correct right. So I got, to, I got into a 125, and that that first time I felt the power band on a 125, I was like, Wah! yeah. Well, and the first car electric I cars are SPG. so fast that you're actually going to be made nauseous right. by some of it. Like like mm-hmm. Teslas program in where if you try to launch a Tesla. It intentionally kicks you as hard as it possibly can right. because Elon Musk wants you to get nauseous and go, this car is so fast it may be nauseous. Jaguar's Ludicrous. new electric car. Yeah, it has yeah. space balls <laughs> memes in it. Yeah. Jaguar's, it does. <laughs> Jaguar's electric car, They, if you launch it the same way you would launch a Tesla, it actually dumbs down that first 20 feet so that you don't get nauseous when yeah. you do oh, it. really? Yeah, yeah. Like, Tesla does things that sort of play outside the rules of what a normal car company would do, which in some cases is, like, very fun. But yeah. it sometimes results in you have to, hokey build quality. You can think of whatever you want with them, but you have to sort of appreciate the, the personality I, in it. I appreciate a, a Spaceballs yeah. joke integrated. I mean, yeah, of course. Dude, you, you have to. Chris mode in a fucking right. car, and yeah. the a 12-year-old in me is like, ha, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's it also like, how I feel whenever I drive them. If you've ever driven, like, a Tesla or at a fast electric car, and you just put your foot down... It's unrelenting, unlike a combustion. That's a GT3. That's a, that's a four liter. That's four very liter nice. That's a nice car. That's one of the best engines ever made, is that four liter. Fucking phenomenal. There are no straights in that car. I you just go corner to instant. Oh, it's Nick, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, we know what we're doing around here. That's, but, wow. Uh, that's good. That's pretty awesome. That's good. All right, I, I say we wrap it up. at the show? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Can I do the plugs? Of course. The well, first of all, well, let's let's thank uh, yeah, thank Mike. Yeah, no, Classic Car Club. Thank yeah. you for being here. And we had Phil on. We had Phil on earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to get a membership. Yeah. You should. One hundred eighty dollars a month. Done. Carl, drink you out of house and home for one hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> Wait till I start crying and put mascara on. <laughs> so it's a Thursday night here. Thursday night. They call me the Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. they have parties on Thursday and Fridays and stuff. They, they, they do yeah, it up. Yeah, we do. We it's have good. so much. But I gotta tell you, I've got. I go to a lot of country clubs as a chef. Yeah. And. Um, this doesn't feel like it at all. No. Everybody's so fucking cool. No. Like, it's really car guys. Like, I was sitting next to the guy that, like, invented the simulator. Yeah. yeah. And he was just standing there just talking. Whole team. Talking. Look, Lotus sta- was here staring yesterday. At a car, yeah. Staring at a car getting fixed. Yeah. And yeah. it was completely cool. Well, he was down to earth. So, you know. fucking mechanic has, like, trof- mad trophies. Yeah. Oh, G- GJ? Yeah, G- GJ the mechanic here right. is like one G-J, of the fastest drivers. GJ Dixon like, is hatefully fast. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I even in the like the simulators. Like, I'm a he, good driver. Yeah. I am no, I am in a different planet with him. And he's got like that proper smug racer. Like his slogan is "Any car, any day" or something like that. <laughs> and he's the f- current running five-time national autocross champ. Yeah. And like last year, he didn't dude, get a lot of practice. fucking turns wrenches in this garage. Is yeah. so fast he races somebody else's Porsche. Yeah, right. for free. He drives the 06 Corvettes <laughs> that he wins. But uh, you know, I, he didn't get a lot of practice time before like the nationals. And I was like, he's like, yeah, I didn't get a lot of time. I was like, oh, hey, he's like, well, uh, ooh, I'm gonna win, duh. Like it's not even a question. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's God. ridiculous. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but thanks for having us. We're gonna come yeah, back and do it again. And uh, Matt Farrer for the Smoking Tire. What do you What do you want to plug? Ah, uh, the Smoking Tire podcast. If you're into watches, the Watch and Listen podcast. Uh, both are available wherever you get podcasts, and all a Land Rover that runs. No, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end. Yeah. Um, uh, Smoking Tire podcast, Watch and Listen podcast. If you're into watches, if you happen to be in Los Angeles, you have a collector car, or you want to buy a collector car but don't know where you're going to put it. Uh, West Side Collector Car Storage coming soon. Email West Side collector car storage at gmail.com to get on the list 
That's all I got. And, the, and the next well. podcast we do with you, we're going back on the yacht, right? You, you, in the summer? For sure. Well, you're promising me. Uh, you doing a yacht cast? We did the one. When we went on my boat, it was great. We're yeah. going to go up the Hudson Dude, River. Dude, I though. fished off his yacht. We're going to go up the Hudson <laughs> River. It's going to be rad. Yeah, it's, that's it's the... such a fucking nice ride up Park Hudson. Here. Do you guys have dock? Um, you know, just throw an anchor and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that we could do that a you can actually dock to? I'm here? Cuban. I'll handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried that. Someone has no one tried to dock here. We're actually uh, on the river at Classic Cargo. Yeah, it's amazing. Boat, I have a boat on order, and rather than a dock, we're going to do an elevator. So you oh, just yeah. walk in and drop oh, down. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't, I don't, my boat's I don't too big for that. But, but we're, <laughs> you still, you promised me we, we were going to go up the Hudson River. 100. percent We're going to go up the Hudson, and I actually want to talk about maybe August. Uh, maybe we take the boat to Nantucket for the comedy oh festival. Oh my oh, Nantucket! God. Those white girls are delicious. I know. I've that been going there my whole life. I know. I, I took the boat to Nantucket. Dude, two we'll get the ago. whole crew. Rad. We'll get the whole crew on your. That's a fucking da 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 da. That's single barrel in Nantucket. Yeah, my Lululemon. I like it because I like I like living in the harbor. You know, I live on the boat in the harbor. They park me. My boat's pretty sweet. It's like forty-eight foot. Pretty dope. As far as toys go, it's rad, but they always dock me next to like the 200 footers yeah. and the guy like 40 feet in the air going, hey, buddy. Because <laughs> I'm always the smallest boat Can you there. get that for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we can, we'll figure this out. We'll do some boating this summer. Oh, sure. I can't wait. All right. Yachting. 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 It is yeah, over yachting. 45 feet. 45 feet's the cutoff That's for, awesome. between boat and yacht. Could you end this podcast by saying one thing? Just say, Joey, wrap it up. Joey, wrap it up, man. Uh, Weak. Joey, I wrap it up. It. I didn't feel it. Yeah, Joey, yeah. wrap it up. Oh, like like my Brooklyn Italian stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 something. Like uh, like. Hey, Joey, wrap it up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right, that's good. That. That's, that's how good. my uncle would do it. You sure you're not imitating your aunt? Thanks to Matt Farah and the other rich guys on these last two podcasts, I'll take this moment to plug my pal Jeff at Fader Knives. It's not better. It's Fader. He's a knife sculptor and blacksmith, as well as an entrepreneur who does a podcast. It's called Knife Talk Podcast. Follow him on Instagram at Fader Knives. F-E-D-E-R. Yes, looks like Fetter, sounds like Fader. Well, that wraps up this two-part series. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Join Greg's Opie Radio Podcast group on Facebook. And if you're already following me on Spotify, thank you sincerely. But please, listen. Stream it with the sound down if you don't like my stuff. And Greg called me up personally and said, Dude, play one of your songs at the end of the podcast this time around. Which I don't like to do because I feel like I'm imposing and I also don't want to be a complete shameless promoter. But since the boss said do it, I'm going to play you one of the songs off my new album. I played ukulele, harmonica, drums, bass, guitar, organ, sang the backups, lead vocal. So here I am, Joey Salvia, on the Opie Radio Podcast with Made of Love. Thanks, Greg. Enjoy. She's a compass When I am lost She's a temptress Well worth the cost She's a river I'm a sinking stone When I'm with her I am at home When the world's got me down And everything's ripping apart At the seams when I'm spending like my last dollar bill and losing all sight of my dreams She knows what to say and shows me the way it lifts me up Me down and everything's ripping 
the seams When I'm spending like my last dollar bill And losing all sight of my dreams She knows what to say and shows me the way it lifts me up Oh, she's made of love When the world's got me down and everything's ripping apart at the seams When I'm spending like my last dollar bill and losing all sight of my dreams She knows what to say and shows me the way it lifts me up Joey Salvia for the Westwood One Podcast Network's Opie Radio.